There are, in our world, certain places that seem to draw on the strange, the unusual, the monstrous. And when you were a hip young teen coming of age in one of these locations, it doesn't matter if you are an aspiring scientific genius, a burgeoning telekinetic, or a social media influencer. Your safety is not guaranteed. In these dangerous times at Chillhaven High. open on a long aerial shot of the Chillhaven Municipal Skate Park and Animal Zoo. Stretching off into the distance is the expansive green canopy of the Anodyne Pines. And creeping along through the skate park in the direction of these pines is Angela Atticus Jr. about to begin her wild wander in search of the legendary Alpha Witch and maybe a clue to her own origins. Angela, what what do you got on you? What what does one pack to get lost in the woods? Yeah, so um like energy drinks and some popcorn and some cookies and like a bunch of junk food and like she sells like the camping gear in the car from the trip that never camping happened. Trip never happened. Uh-huh. So she has like a sleeping bag that she like can attach to her backpack and stuff because she doesn't really know how long this is going to take because it seems like it's going to take a while. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and she brings a really big umbrella to shield herself and her little antlers from the rain. Okay. Angela, you, um, you walk through the now familiar skate park and animal zoo. Uh, it's about mid-afternoon now. The sky is obscured by a thick blanket of gray clouds. The rain still falls, although it's a bit softer now. It's more of like a, a pervasive drizzle than an active shower. And it gives the anodyne pines kind of an ethereal glow. You know, that look that a forest has when it's just that like atmospheric light diffused by clouds that's illuminating it. And you, with one sort of, I think, maybe a little hesitant step, with your umbrella held high over your antlers, you cross that threshold from between the skate park and the edge of the forest. And then you're in the woods. Not on a trail, not on a road, just in the woods. Getting lost. Getting but lost. Not getting lost. Um, I think Angela is going to put in her little AirPods and <laughs> she's going to listen to some music and mm. just fucking walk. Just wander. Yeah, like you said, not a path, not anything. Just go. 
Okay. We cut to the Lynn residence where Penny and the Zeeks are involved in explorations of their own. Our camera drops down the chute into the Jeff into Jeff Lynn's basement laboratory where the Zeeks have just begun to experiment on Flo's old head machine uh, while Penny has curled up in a corner with her uh, recently purloined magical tome, the astral, the ethereal, and what lies beyond. Zeke, how is it going with the head machine? Uh, so I think we've got... I think the witch machine is just on the floor. Mm-hmm. I think we were going to put it on the science lab, but uh, the Zeeks are too short to see it up there, so it's just down on the floor in front uh-huh. of them. And I think we're literally just, like, looking it over, trying to see what the parts are and, like, just the basic, like, mechanical function of what the machine is and what it does. Mm-hmm. Penny, you start going through this book, and it is big and dense. Uh, it is borderline indecipherable to you. There is a lot of sort of esoteric jargon references to philosophers and thinkers that you've never heard of before. <laughs> sort of long didactic like asides. But once you like get over just trying to like read it, read it, you find there's a lot of great illustrations in it. Love pictures. Um, Satanic photos. You see uh, <laughs> the, there's a lot of great, uh, very artful illustrations of how the astral plane intersects with uh, with the physical world. You see some illustrations of like people uh, with doubles of themselves lifting up out of their bodies. Um, you see a big ornate map, sort of a phantasmological map with a lot of like big crystal mountains and deep ravines. And you see like this city of spires up on a hill. And this is all labeled like the astral landscape and the astral city. And you see um, an illustration that is the symbolic representation of the Holy Trinity, uh, as well as a bunch of other pagan deities. And you see like the sort of intersecting lines drawn from them and all these deities like through the astral plane and the material plane. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you see in like the notes about this image that it reflects the fact that the astral plane is a conduit between different forces and powers of the universe. I think Penny doesn't fully understand everything that she has read, but she does like those pictures, and she can kind of piece together how this could relate to her, so she's going to rip out that page, put it in her pocket, because she's got to return this book to flow at some point. Um, And then she's going to walk over to Zeke and kind of creep around behind him i feel like you're like thinking real hard or something yeah i think the zeeks are just like literally pacing around this machine and old zeke is occasionally just like hitting spots with it with a wrench and then they look at each other and go "Mm." (laughs) yeah (laughs) so penny's just gonna follow zeke until he turns around and notices her ah what's up penny um young zeke this one's for you sorry old zeke i don't know you that well um can i ask a favor of you yeah what's up so, uh, you know, there's this like fancy dance at I'm, school. 
Oh, Halloween dance? Uh-huh, yeah. So I need to ask heck to the dance, but um, I don't know how, and I'm bad with words. So I was hoping you could invent something. So when I ask him, it'll be so cool that he can't say no, because if he says no, I'm going to cry for a week. So both the Zeeks at the same time go, Aww. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that a yes? Uh, what? Like, you want me to, in- what do you want me to invent? Like I don't know. I remember you did that bad song thing for uh, Carlos. Oh, you just need one of the picture orbs? No, 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 I don't want that. That was awful. But if you can invent something that, like, I don't know, makes little mini fireworks or, like, plays a cute little song and then robot pulls out flowers. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's going to be one of my picture orbs. Okay, but will it work? I mean, I can make it. I, <laughs> that's yeah, a really good question. It'll work. Will sending my inventions work. The butt on I, fire? I don't want to be burned. I don't want butt cream. I don't want to be upset. No, yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Want to be upset. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck there. No, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can listen. The, the, the times that they haven't worked, it's because I was making them on the spot and <laughs> did not take time to make them correctly. But uh, for this, yeah, absolutely, I can do that for you. Awesome. So, like, what do you want it to say? Just like, will you go to prom with me, or like prom question mark, like. Um, or I guess this isn't prom. What is Halloween this? Dance. Halloween. Will you go to the Halloween dance with me? Like dance dates? Question mark. Yeah, I think just a basic, um, like, will you be my date to the dance? Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. You want me? To, I can do that right now. Oh, I don't want to distract you. You can do it whenever. You have a minute. <laughs> You're, yeah, I'm not making any progress with this thing right now. But I, I yeah, like. Okay. Um, make it right now. I'm gonna run up and see if there are any tofu dogs upstairs, but I'll be right back and I can like help. I don't know. I I can help if needed. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. D- I I think we can handle this. Oh yeah. By my time, I've built like fifty of these, dude. You gotta let this bit go. Penny's gone. <laughs> <laughs> she did not stick around for that interaction. Penny. Mm-hmm. You head upstairs to the kitchen of the Lynn residence. Through the fireplace. Yep, as one always does, up the pneumatic tube, out (laughs) through the fireplace. You know better than to flail around in there, so you come out without a drop of soot on you. Mm. Mm. And you head into the kitchen and start rooting around for some tofu dogs. You open up the refrigerator uh, and push aside the chupacabra bag. And chupacabra, do not eat. uh (laughs) You... And while you're rooting around in there, you feel obviously the coolness, the cool air from the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. But then you feel an all-encompassing coldness take hold of your body. Uh, and you see your breath. Uh, and you feel like the lights dim. Uh, and the hairs raise up on the back of your neck as you sense a presence from behind you. And you hear a voice over your shoulder that says, you know, it's very rude to tear pages out of other people's books. Ah! And you turn around and see, floating behind you, the blue spectral ghostly form of a man. He is quite tall and slender with gorgeous bone structure pronounced cheekbones but sort of like sunken eyes he is uh floating about six inches off the ground and he's wearing a caftan that's sort of like billowing and ghostly wind 
and you see that he's hold, like daintily holding a little absinthe glass in his hand, which he takes a sip from <laughs> as you turn and look at him. Who are you? Oh, sorry. How rude of me. I'm Wallace Patsy Goodwin, but you can call me Wally. Uh, hi, Wally. I'm Penny. This is not even my house. Are you here to see me? I, I, yes, I suppose yes, yes. Okay. Well, you, I mean, you have the gift, yes, you have the sight, you can see me. I'm always just flitting about hither and tither, but not everyone can see me anymore. And he takes a little sip out of his absinthe glass. Oh, yeah, 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 I do see ghosts, and now I have this other eye, so who knows what else I can see. Ooh, let me look. Uh, okay. Yeah, so Penny is wearing the baseball cap Angela gave her, so she just whips it off of her head to reveal the eye. Oh. Do you show this to everyone that you meet? Um, I don't see that many people, but I have shown it to most of them, yes. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, so far, uh-huh, uh-huh. My friend Marjorie the Fantastic used to have a third eye as part of a stage performance, but she drew hers on with grease paint. So, um, have you tried wiping it off? No, and then Penny takes the sleeve of her shirt and just wipes it real hard. <laughs> Ow. Do you feel in one of your lower eyes a little teardrop that run ran out of your upper eye? Aww. Penny just holds a finger under the eye. Sorry, I guess that didn't work. No. So wh why are you here? Well, it's not every day that someone cracks open one of my books. Right, 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 right. The book, the book. Yeah, so you wrote it. Y yes, that's why they let me put my name on it. That's pretty cool. I'm just trying to kind of learn about myself and... Maybe where my powers come from, and what else I can do, and I don't know, it just looked like a cool book. Well, thank you so much. I hope you enjoy it. Thanks. Uh, I self-published, and there were only ever extant about 100 copies, so wow. consider yourself the owner of a very rare piece of supernatural history. Well, it's not technically mine. I kind of borrowed it from a friend, but... Yes, Florence. Co How did you know that? Well, I mean, I know whose copy you have. If you flip to the front page, you'll notice a little uh, note that I inscribed to her in there. I know for a fact that she never cracked the damn thing. Yeah, that's probably true. Flo is never much of a, a studier. Mm-mm, but she knows a lot. More of a doer. Mm-mm. So how were you and Flo close? Are you, are you and Flo close? We don't talk that often these days. In my experience, Florence's uh, social relationships tend to hinge on what you can do for her, and... Now that I'm this shade of my former self, she has, um, should we say, lost interest in me. But yes, we used to run the town hot. That is not a saying. <laughs> we Maybe ran that town <laughs> Maybe it was then. How yes, old are you? That's what we, two things we used to do all the time was run the town hot and say we're running this town hot. <laughs> While wearing caftans. <laughs> well... Interesting to note about Flo. She's kind of a tricky person. Um, are you hungry? I was going to get a snack. I am not in need of nourishment. Thank you for asking. Right. I keep doing that to my ghost friends. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. I'm on an all... Um... I'm on an all ectoplasmic liquor diet these days. And he takes a little sip from his absinthe cup. Hmm. Uh, what's Zeke doing while this is going on? I 
think the two Zeeks are in the basement lab with Flo's uh, disembodied witch head contraption mm-hmm. that they've been tasked with figuring out and duplicating. And I think they are just kind of like it's up on a it's up on a desk and they've just got a real long rod and they're at the other end of the desk crouched behind it and they're just like poking various buttons on it from a distance to see uh-huh. what happens. And so is it turned on then? Like you've turned the key and it's like bah, or is it you're just poking buttons without no, it's, turning yeah, the key? No, yeah, it's off. Because we don't want to turn it on. <laughs> okay. Too loud. We're trying to figure out the function <laughs> in as safe a way as we can. Uh, you you two poke like you I think you like miss and like just scrape off a couple of times. Uh-huh. And then you hit one of the buttons and it just starts spinning around in circles rapidly. The whole machine or just the head? The head. <laughs> Wait, is it doing the the No, it's not. It's Thank just God. spinning. Does it come with a rotisserie function? Gross. <laughs> I don't want to think about eating that thing. Well, now you are. Think about it. Think about it. God, I hate you. And they poke the same button again to shut it off. It stops. Now it's facing away from you. At least now I don't have to look at it. I feel like we're get we're we're getting nowhere quick with this. I don't know how to where to even begin with this thing. I don't even know what methodological approach to take. Young Zeke, I think, goes to toss the rod down in frustration, but he only has control of one arm, and Old Zeke didn't get the memo, so <laughs> he kind of just lets it go aggressively, just uh-huh. kind of like yeah, <laughs> and. Uh, Old Zeke just kind of stares off into the middle distance for a second and then says, uh, Hey, why don't we ask Vesper to help? What? No. I, first of all, no, they wouldn't help us even if we asked them to. And two, I'm not going to ask them to. I'll go ask them to. You can't ask them without me also asking them because we're attached. Well, you can just stand there awkwardly, but like, I think we should go ask them for help. I don't know, I just have a vibe that, like, we're not going to figure this problem out without them. Maybe it's a vision from the future. You are not from the future. We don't know that. Fine, if you want to ask them, I'm not going to stop you. Fine, whatever you got to tell yourself. Let's go. And uh, the two Zeeks head upstairs. Okay. Penny! Uh, what? Uh, Penny, yeah, you. Uh, <laughs> your conversation with Wally Petter Goodwin is uh, interrupted by Zeke screaming at you from the direction of the fireplace, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, I'm coming up it. <laughs> oh, well, it seems as though you have other matters pressing at this time. But um, let's pick up this conversation again soon, shall we? Yeah, okay. It was nice to meet you. It was lovely to meet you as well. Penny. Nice to meet you. I said that already. Walter. <laughs> it's Wallace. But... <laughs> I wrote Walter twice in my notes. <laughs> well, you were wrong. You know, we'll, pra- we'll practice as we, uh, as we get to know each other. I'm not used to having this many friends. I'll get your name right the second time. But listen, anytime you want to pick my uh, worm-eating, decomposing brain, just crack that book and call my name. Ooh. It rhymed a little bit. Will do. I'll see you soon. Toodaloo. You screamed for me? Oh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> In character. <laughs> <laughs> Penny. Penny. Hi. Hi. Hello. Oh, hi again. Hi. Hi. 
Otsik's just waving. Penny holds up both hands, waves back. Stop, stop it, stop it. Sophia sticks an arm out of one of the iris doors in the kitchen and starts waving too. Hi. Hi, Sophia. Oh, Sophia, can I have like seven tofu dogs? She says, Oui, this is a couple dogs special. And an iris door opens up above you and seven tofu dogs just kind of fall out of the ceiling. (laughs) Nice. I'm going to make something too, Zeke. Uh, can I have your belt? What? Can I have it? Keep, why? I'm going to make something. Okay. Old Zeke takes off our belt and hands it to Penny. <laughs> okay, and Penny's going to continue this conversation, but she's looking for a junk drawer to find a bunch of uh, paper clips. And uh, she's going to hook them into the belt and hang tofu dogs from it so she can have them on the go for power. That's amazing. <laughs> Zeke, your pants fall down. <laughs> Little baby. Penny pretends to not see. Ah! Somehow my underpants have been time displaced to the dinosaur underoos that Zeke wore as a kid. Ew. <laughs> Perfect. Nasty. <Huh? laughs> yeah, I think we cut to a uh, brightly colored cartoon background. Um, <laughs> yeah, with like a, a lightning uh, drawings coming out of Penny with her hands <laughs> on her hips as she displays her new tofu dog utility belt. I love it. A plus. Angela can't wait to see it. <laughs> cool. You should eat those relatively quickly. They go bad pretty fast. Whatever. Penny takes a bite out of one. She like bends down. <laughs> she doesn't want to unhook it. She just bends down, takes a bite. <laughs> oh well, um, that doesn't seem... That doesn't seem very efficient. Uh, we we came up here with for a reason, right? Yes, we came up here. You had a stupid idea. Oh, right. Penny, we're going to go ask Vesper for help with the witch head machine. Uh, you want to come? Okay. Cut to the middle of the anodyne pines. Bum, bum. Do, 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 do. Um, <laughs> Angela's wandering around. Uh-huh. Yeah, what are you doing? So Angela has her AirPods in. She's listening to one of her new favorite songs, um, a song from her favorite housewife show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so she's just singing, because you need more money. Because you need more money. Is that how it goes, right? <laughs> Pretty much. No, okay. I think that's in character. As <laughs> that's how it goes, right? <laughs> Along with the song. <laughs> um, so, yeah, she's just kind of jamming out to that on her. She's a little bored. Uh, mm-hmm. It probably hasn't been too long, though. Um, so she grabs her cell phone and checks her cell phone service and says, I should text Saber. I should have just invited her along. I'm so bored. Uh, yeah, you. so you've been wandering through the woods for a, a little while now. You haven't noticed anything in terms of crossing a barrier between the material and spirit worlds. Uh, there was no, like, big doorway to walk through. You didn't, like, enter a mysterious wardrobe or fall down a chute or anything. As far as you can tell, you're still just walking around the woods. You pull out your phone... And you see that you have, uh, you've got about one bar. Mm, fuck. Angela holds her phone up to, like, the sky just to, like, try to get more service. I don't even think that that's a real thing that makes any sense, but that's what I do. So Angela is just, like, holding her phone up trying to, like, check and walk around and see if she can get service. And she tries to send Saber a text and says, hey, BB, what are you doing? Miss you. Send. Cool. You send that text, and you commence your trip through the woods. A few minutes later, 
you feel your phone buzz and you pull it out to look at your text application, which has given you an unable to deliver notice on your text message. And now you see that your one bar has dropped down to zero. Mm, this is boring. What do I do now? I don't have service. I can't listen to music. I can't text. I can't go on Insta scramble. Cut to several hours later. <laughs> this is awful. Angela. Uh, yes. You are still wandering through the woods. You are. It has been many, many hours. Your cell phone has now completely lost service. So you're not even sure that like the time readout on there is correct. Uh, according to the clock on your phone, it's only been like two hours, but you can tell that it's been way longer than that. And you suspect that maybe your phone stopped updating its clock once you lost service completely. The strange thing, however, is that uh, it hasn't gotten any darker mm. in the woods. It was, uh, it was overcast and rainy when you left, and it's still overcast and a bit drizzly now. But you feel like your body is telling you that it should at least be like evening time. But the color of the sky, the level of brightness in the forest here is unchanged since you started walking through the woods. Is it raining still? It's a, it's a very light kind of like misting at this point. Like a, we're set in the Pacific Northwest. Mm -hmm. You know that Pacific Northwest temperate rainforest sort of just pervasive misty drizzle that and, you get in the, yeah, in the woods up there. Very that's, familiar with. That's what's going on right now. Angela like uh, opens up her mouth and looks to the sky. Uh, and like there's obviously not enough like rain to like be on her tongue for her to drink it. So she cracks open to her water bottle. She was stupid and only brought like a few of them. But she starts drinking some of her water. Um, Angela's feeling a little bit tired though, because mm -hmm. she has been walking around in, for quite some time. And even though the sun isn't going down right now, she wants to rest up for a little bit. Mm -hmm. So she's going to go and find a shaded area to go hang out. And she brought a book and like a magazine with her and stuff too, because she didn't know how long she'd be here. Um, so she's going to go and find some shelter underneath a tree and go rest there for a little bit. Yeah, you, um, after a bit more hiking, you find a clearing in the forest here, at the center of which is a quite large old oak tree. The trunk is wide enough that Angela doesn't think she could get her arms around it if she tried even her new big arm. And yeah, you, you plop down, you make yourself comfortable. There's a nice little um, naturally grown seating area amidst some of the exposed roots at the bottom of the tree. And you plop down and start reading a book. I want to note that Angela opens up the book, reads like three pages, and is bored as fuck after reading three pages. Yeah, you read a few pages, and after only a few minutes of reading books, which is a horrible, boring thing to do. <laughs> books um, put pictures in your head, give you false hope. They make I'm, you imagine things that aren't real. Exactly. Yeah. Burn them all to the ground. Yeah. Uh, your brain almost is a self-defense mechanism to keep you from having to imagine these unreal things. Just shuts itself down. And just a few pages in, Angela, you are fast asleep. Honk shoo. Good night. Let's cut back to Zeke and Penny. Yep. Tell me, how's that uh, hoverboard ride going, y'all? What? Uh, I guess I'm sitting between your knees, just like holding on. <laughs> well, remember, <laughs> I have the life. body of a four-year-old. <laughs> 
Well, okay, so maybe I'm riding it and I have you on my shoulders. <laughs> am I strong enough for that? I'm gonna say yeah, I am. To hold, to support a four-year-old child. I mean, like an extra head. That's just like an extra eight pounds. But one of those heads is definitely bigger than the other head. So am I like having <laughs> to overcome? Like, why is one head bigger than the other head? Because your head gets bigger. I imagine. Right? That. Between wait, between oh, because your first head is a teen head. Sixteen. Yeah. <laughs> I keep thinking the I keep thinking the one head is also a baby head. No, your head keeps your whole. People say your nose and ears never stops growing. Your head never stops growing until you die. That's yep. how I drew I it. That to be true. Yep. Young Zeke has a smaller head, and old Zeke has a taller. Head. Okay, so I'm not wrong. Yeah, they're not wrong. That's how it is. No, I don't think it's throwing your weight. I think that's on us to okay. balance. Well, just make it be known that I'm not thrilled. Great, we're on your shoulders. I think old Zeke is having the time of his <laughs> yeah. life. Wee! <laughs> and young Zeke is just clinging fearfully to Penny, going, this is undignified! This is my hoverboard! Yeah, and I don't think I have the best balance for this, so I feel like every couple of seconds I just like, backwards and <laughs> forward. <laughs> Sorry! Penny! <laughs> it's fine! Keep her steady! <laughs> faster! Faster! So, it... it, it it takes about twice as long as it normally does to get to Vespers because of Penny's uh, unconventional and non-linear navigational style. But as y'all approach the home of Vesper Indigo, which in a wild coincidence is also the home of their mother, Meredith Indigo, you are a couple of houses away when you are uh, first able to make out the large Humvee parked directly behind Angela's car in the Indigo driveway. Oh, uh, hmm. shoot. We didn't think that through, did we? Shortly thereafter, you see the patrol of armed science goons that is, for lack of a better word, patrolling the outside of the Indigo home. Is it something you still want to do? Old Zeke says, ooh, I've got an idea. Okay, what is it? Yeah, what is it? Follow my lead. I don't have an option in that. You're We're on my attached. shoulders. I'm going <laughs> to plop you down. Yeah. I'm gonna do like a one, two, three, wee! Wee! And old Zeke scurries off into like the bushes of whatever house we stopped in front of. Mm -hmm. Let's say you're uh, y'all are about two doors down. Great, three doors down. Uh, <laughs> Great, yeah, you're three doors down. Like the band. Uh huh. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> yeah, so Zeke, uh, the Zeeks just kind of get out of view of the patrol of science goons. And old Zeke uh, starts with his one arm of their body, like mussing his hair, uh, like turns his collar up a little, ruffles his clothes. He takes some dirt off the ground and just kind of smears some on his face and on his jacket, his half of their jacket. Mm -hmm. And uh, he says to young Zeke, uh, you got Vesper's phone number, right? I do. Why? Give me your phone. Okay. And old Zeke is going to FaceTime Vesper. Okay, you FaceTime Vesper, and Vesper answers. And you can't quite tell where they are, but it's like the room seems darkened. And in hushed and frantic tones, Vesper says, uh, Zeke, what the, f what are you doing? Why are you calling me right now? Vesper? Vesper? What? Oh, my dearest friend, what it's been doing? so long. Oh. I haven't seen you. Listen, it's me, Zeke. Hi, Vesper. Hi, Penny. What are you, Penny? <laughs> Zeke, can I talk to Penny? What 
Put Penny, Penny on. No. Penny takes the phone. Wait. No, I had a whole thing. <laughs> Hi, Vesper. Penny, Sorry you had to watch that. What are you all doing? My mom's <gasps> fucking furious. Her goons are all over looking for y'all. She's saying you crashed a helicopter? Hmm. Did we crash a helicopter? Oh, I remember that now. Yep. Yep. Um, It was an accident. It happened yesterday, you fucking ding-dong. Yes, that did happen. It was an accident. Penny, who else is with you and Zeke? Um, it's the other Zeke. And Penny kind of pans the phone over. Listen, don't call me. Oh, oh, Vesper, my dearest friend. Listen, right. I think that bit's done. Penny's going to turn the phone done. back to her face. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot going on. I, it's, surprisingly, the reason why we came over is a normal one. Zeke just wanted your help on something. You all just came over, like... Do you have any sense of the amount of danger that you're in? Do you know what my mom is capable of? No. You just came over? Yeah. It was his idea. <laughs> <laughs> what? I just wanted to see my good friend who I was friends with for decades before traveling back in time, Vesper. <laughs> Listen, my mom can't even know that I'm talking to you. You can't, cannot come into my house right now. We have to meet at a discreet location. Okay. Like where? I don't know, like a restaurant or something. Okay, well, we can't go back to the chill out because I may have burned that bridge, but anywhere else is good. You all are on a rampage. No, they were mean to me. That was their fault. <laughs> Meet me at Patrick's Patties. I'll have to sneak out. So give me about an hour. Can you bring Angela's parents' car? No, I can't bring... An no. Mm, okay. Do you, you don't think my mom... A, would notice that the car that's been in our driveway for days is suddenly missing? And also, B, you don't think she's freaking bugged it by now? I don't know. I don't know anything. I'll meet you at Patrick's Patties okay. with, with these t two. Say bye, Zeke. See you there, old wait, friend. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, what? Sorry. The code word is Jabranza. And then they hang up. Cryptic. Cut to... <laughs> The Sylvan Wood. Angela. Angela, your eyes flutter open, and you realize that you've been asleep. You're not sure for how long. The sky above you remains unchanged, and the soft mist continues to permeate the air. You're leaning against a large oak tree in the middle of a clearing, and as you go to sit up and stretch, you find that you meet with some resistance. As you lift your head away from the tree, you feel something attached, pulling you back. And as you lift your arms to investigate, you see that your vines have grown out of your arms. And almost like a climbing ivy will attach around a trellis, you've sort of grown stuck to this tree and have to actively pull yourself off of it. And as soon as you do, these vines retreat back into your body. But you notice that the green on your first injured shoulder seems to now have overtaken what was left of your human-toned skin. So my whole arm is green? Mm-hmm. Whoa. Cool. And you see... <laughs> <laughs> I think Angela's really leaning into it now. You see also what was left of your human-capped teeth in a neat pile on the ground beside you. Just snoring and spitting out teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. 
you can't really put your finger on what's changed about your surroundings, but the character of the wood of the forest feels more strange to you than it did before you drifted off. And it also feels more threatening. And you have a distinct sensation of being watched from somewhere in the edge of the wood. Angela grabs her phone to check the time again because it's very bizarre that it's not nighttime right now. This time your phone doesn't even turn on. Great. Cool. Well, I don't know what time it is. I don't know what day it is. I'm getting a weird feeling that someone's watching me. And she kind of like scans her little eyes around the forest. Um, She grabs her backpack, throws it over her shoulder and stands up. Mm -hmm. Um, And she decides to kind of walk around because she did wake up with that uneasy feeling that something's kind of off. So she decides to get up and kind of check around the perimeter. Okay. You uh, you move to the perimeter of this small forest clearing, and actually before you even get to the edge of the clearing, you notice something else that's changed. In a large circle around the tree, spanning most of the, the diameter of this clearing, you see a ring of stones, and they don't appear to have been recently moved. They're partially buried in the earth. Some are covered in moss. There are little delicate mushrooms growing up around them as well. But you're sure that it wasn't there when you first approached the tree. Hmm. That's really weird. Well, I'm going to just carry on. Okay. Yeah. So you're, you're, what are you doing? You're just kind of poking around at the yeah, edge of the clearing? Yeah, just kind of looking around. Um, because Angela doesn't know what else to do besides just try to get herself lost. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's literally what she's supposed to do. Uh-huh. Yeah, the uh, the sense of being observed has not left you, even as you move around. Uh, you constantly feel those little hairs prickling up on the back of your neck. Like there's someone just in the periphery of your vision that you can't quite make out. Since she has that looming feeling... Um, for the heck of it, she's just going to try and call out and see if anybody answers. Angela thinks that maybe she's like losing her mind a little bit because she's been alone. For, she's Angela's not used to being alone. And mm-hmm. as um, you know, Zeke Penny and Angela has spent an insane amount of time together in the past X amount of months. So um, she's not really used to being alone. Um, so she just calls out, is anybody out there? Hi. I'm Angela. I won't hurt you. I'm just very bored. You hear a rustling in the leaves of the trees not far away. Uh, She turns around really quickly just to see if she can catch if there's something over there. Yeah, you turn around really quickly and you see what appears to be the trees and underbrush themselves kind of distorting and darting out of view. The trees itself? Something in the, the leaves and the brush, but looks like it is the brush itself. Ah, okay. Darting away. Angela's gonna go follow it. Okay. Are you just like, but Like, what are you doing? I mean, Angela's not trying to freak out anybody because she also is very scary looking right now. Um, so, yeah, that would make sense that anything would run from her, I guess, with her pointy teeth and her big ass 
arm and stuff and she's green. Yeah, I guess she's kind of scary looking. Um, so she's gonna just walk calmly mm -hmm. and just say, I'm not gonna hurt you, like I said. I'm just a little bored. I'm, you know, I can be your friend. You wanna be my friend? And just kind of walks closer, thinking of the, the good days when she met that goat in the forest and how well that went, so. <laughs> how well that went. Yeah. Uh -huh. For everyone involved. Yes. You see about 10 yards away, just behind a birch tree, something green and leafy, but in which you are positive you can see eyes looking back at you and the outline of a face, make like the briefest of eye contact with you and then dart behind that tree. Are you just gonna have me come after you then? I'm not gonna give up. Okay. I'm gonna just get a little closer. And she walks towards the birch tree. From behind the birch tree, an acorn gently arcs through the air and lands at your feet. <laughs> hey, that wasn't very nice. I told you it wasn't gonna hurt you. Don't throw acorns at me. Another acorn sails through the air, clearly not at you, just like a gentle underhand toss and lands next to the other one at your feet. Angela picks it up and tosses it back in a playful way. You hear what sounds like a giggle and wind moving through leaves at the same time. Okay, so you like to play this acorn game. Angela picks up the other acorn, takes a few steps forward, and throws it again, the other acorn. This time, what looks like a branch of the tree, like a bundle of leaves, darts out from behind the tree and catches the acorn in midair. <gasps> and then the rest of this creature steps out and reveals itself to you. And you see what looks like a bundle of leaves and vines and greenery that has come together to form a humanoid shape. You see its face. This creature is about three feet tall. Oh, it's a tiny one. And the face looks like pareidolia. It looks like if you were looking into a bush and your brain tricked you into seeing a face there. Except you see two like dark black eyes sunken from behind the leaves. Uh, so you're confident that this face is not an illusion, but is real. Aww. Hi. Hello. Angela waves with her big arm. Hello. And this creature waves with its little arm. Oh my god! I'm sorry, but you're so cute. Thank you. You are very scary. I didn't always look like this. It's kind of new. But I promise I won't hurt you. Okay. Um, Angela takes her big hand and reaches out to shake the little <laughs> one's hand. Yeah, it puts some leaves in your hand. <laughs> nice to meet you. I am Angela Atticus Jr. Hello, Angela Atticus Jr. I'm Thatch. Hi, Thatch. Uh, I'm just, you know, wandering around here kind of on a journey to find some stuff. Do you be able to help me out? Do you know this forest pretty well? Mm, I don't know if I can help. Uh, I do know this forest. It's my home. Are I, you a fae? I, maybe. And they point to like your little branches, your antlers. 
Angela um, touches one of the little leaves. I mean, maybe. This all just happened in like the last 24 hours. It's very new to me. But have you seen someone like me here? You hear a loud rustling sound as they nod their heads rapidly. You have? Yes. So then, do you know where the other Faze hang out? I know where the one who looks like you is. She never moves. Oh. So you can take me to her? If we can make it through. Why wouldn't we be able to make it through? It's this way. Okay. <laughs> and they start running off to the woods. Uh, Angela takes off after Thatch. Okay. Cut to Patrick's patties. And... <laughs> Penny and the Zeeks. Penny and the Zeeks. How y'all walking up into this burger restaurant? Oh, I don't want to yeah. carry you anymore. You're walking. You can... I think... <laughs> I'll hold your hand, yeah. though. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want me to order for you? Can we have a booster no. seat? Yeah, I think the Zeeks are doing absolutely nothing to conceal or uh, hide their whole situation. So I think we're just walking in normal. Yeah, you see a smattering of families at well-aged plastic booths. Mm. Uh, you see a couple of kids like point and gawk at the Zeeks before their parents shush them and force their hands down and quietly avert their eyes back to their meals. The only table in this burger restaurant that is not either unoccupied or occupied by a grubby little family <laughs> is a booth in the very back corner, as far away as you can get from both the entrance and the service counter, at which is seated a shadowy individual in a trench coat, wearing sunglasses, and a thick mustache. I think that's Vesper. Yeah, I would say so. Hi, Vesper! Stop. You, you see the person self-consciously reach up and touch the mustache <laughs> before <clears throat> clearing their throat and waving you over i'm gonna go order really quick do you want anything uh yes i would like a burger i would also like a burger you need separate burgers yeah it's one stomach yeah okay penny's gonna go to the window and order two burgers three burgers three fries three we drinks can split one one fry <laughs> i'm just gonna order a few things and then i'll be back <laughs> is that what you say to the guy at the counter yeah <laughs> I'm just going to order a few things. <laughs> Ma'am. You and everyone else. We don't allow outside food in the restaurant. I'm going to have to ask you to leave your hot dog belt outside. <laughs> it's a belt. It's fashion. Ma'am, I'm sorry. I, I'll get in trouble with my manager. I can't have outside food in the restaurant. Listen, friend. I'm from the future. Oh, my God. If you let my friend sit down with her tofu dogs, I'll give you all the key stock options. The kid behind the burger counter materializes a pen and like a, a 1940s beat reporter notebook out of their pocket and <laughs> uh -huh. flips the cover of the notebook open and uh, pulls the cap of the pen off with their teeth and they say, I'm waiting. Okay. Uh. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> eggs. What? Eggs? <laughs> They're going to enter the derivatives market pretty soon. What? Put it all on eggs. <laughs> Just eggs and general. Oh, it's uh, all eggs. Eggs. 
Can you be more specific than pretty soon? Uh, what year is it? <laughs> it's 2021. Yeah, in, you know, five, six, ten years, egg prices are going to be soaring. They're going to dip for a little bit, but stick with them, all right? It'll pay off. So get an egg now. Yeah, get an egg now. Well, they're not, they're, you can't get an egg right now, but in a year or two when they go on the market, get an egg. All right. Did you hear that? And they throw their little burger cap onto the ground. Oh, and no. They throw their apron off onto the ground. They say, I'm getting an egg. <laughs> Keep your hot dog belt. I'm going to be wearing an egg limousine. And then they won't run out the door. <laughs> Ruined this poor kid's life. Did they actually take my order? Oh, shit. <laughs> it's fine. Let's go sit down. You hear Vesper clearing their throat as loudly as a human being can clear their throat. <laughs> Coming, Vesper! You slide in across from this uh, shadowy figure in the corner, and they peer down over their sunglasses at you, and they say, from beneath their thick mustache, what's what's the code word? Oh, um, Japranza. Japranza? Japranza. And then they pull off their mustache, and they say, it's me, Vesper. <gasps> what? <laughs> You really got Vesper, me there. Vesper, my dear friend. No, we're not doing that again. <laughs> I don't know that I want to be here anymore. <laughs> Listen, we have to make this quick and we have to be... Zeke, what happens to you? <laughs> Penny, what did he do to himself? Um. Yeah, I wasn't there, but it seemed like he had a rash and then he made some goo to put on it and then he grew a head I mean, that was an older head and I'm, then the body that he had got younger but this one head over here, that one's still normal, so... Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I made ointment out of a time glitch flower, and it gave me a second head. Who may or may not, and is probably definitely not, from the future. Hello! They're definitely not from the future. Zeke, that's stupid even by your standards. What I did, or the fact that he keeps saying he's from the future? Because I agree. Yes. To both, yes. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I agree it wasn't it wasn't my smartest play. Okay, listen. You know I'm taking a huge risk by coming here and meeting you goobers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh? We really appreciate that. I'm regretting it already. <laughs> like I told you on the phone, my mom is like out for blood. Listen, the helicopter crash was just... Whoopsie. A bi- a, an <laughs> That's a big whoopsie! Yeah, it was a big whoopsie. Okay, but... The spaceship crashed, and a space cowboy came out of it. That's Wait, you know him? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Dick. Yeah, I know. What? How do yeah. you know? Because my mom's got him at her lab. Oh, sh- mm. When? Okay. Where? How? <laughs> Tell us now. <laughs> I just told. I just told you. Right now, at my mom's lab. It took like. Two dozen of her goons to take that guy down. He was blowing holes through him like they were pieces of paper. You're goddamn right he did, because you are no match for him. But she said that he's something about him being a product of, like, the anomalies caused by the ship. Yeah, time has been folded. So apparently the ship went up into space, like, 60 years ago, and I guess it ran into... uh, The eyeball. A a space eyeball. big eyeball. Space eyeball. I don't know if you know the eyeball. The... I'm not going to show you. It ran into a big cosmic entity that taught it how to, and I am quoting the computer here, fold time. You're quoting me quoting the computer, but yes. Yeah. uh, 
we came to your house because we're trying to fix all this nonsense, all this time nonsense, all this I have a second head nonsense. And uh, I don't, you can do this next part. I said that I wasn't going to do it. I already talked more than I wanted to. Vesper, we need your help. We're all going to be dead very soon. Do you want to help or not? Yeah, I'll help. Awesome. <laughs> My mom's been an even bigger asshole than usual lately, so. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, thanks. I mean, it's kind of your guys' fault, honestly. Mm, again, I'm going to pretend like I'm not included in that, but. She's I... big mad at you all. Ooh. And she's trying to do the same thing you are. Which fix, is? Fix everything. Well, help. she wants to harness it. Mm, harness what? Th- the power of the ship. No. Oh. That's, that's, I think that is bad. I'm pretty sure that's pretty bad. I don't remember much about the future I came from, but mm. I don't think it would be as idyllic as I don't remember it is if she learns how to fold time. That's nonsense. <laughs> but all right. I don't like either of you, and I don't trust you, and I don't think you're capable. But somebody's got to stop my mom, because at this point, if she unlocks the power of this ship, I don't know what she's capable of. Yeah, your mom's a freaking supervillain. I tried to tell you that a while ago. Vesper, I have the feeling that this is the beginning of a long and beautiful friendship. Hmm. Yeah, I regret this already. begin to turn. Hobbsik and Vesper's friendship. This is either the start of something wonderful, or the two Zeeks will drive Vesper insane, resulting in a gruesome double-headed murder. Either way, it'll be eventful, but not as eventful as these credits are about to be. Pennywise was performed as always by the flawless Bess Lawson. Angela Atticus Jr. was played by the stunning Megan Slesman. Zeke Lynn was played by the cantankerous James Kedlar. James is also the sound designer as well as the composer for the podcast. And finally, everyone else under the Chillhaven Sun was voiced by the stupendous Philip Stressman, who is also our game master and producer. Our introduction was performed by the wonderful Ethan Waldron. Additional sound effects provided by Zapsplat.com. Monster of the Week Tabletop Game, created by Michael Sands. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go. Now let's uh, cut to... <laughs> Did I already say this part? Oh, I was about to say it, but then we, we broke. What was the restaurant called again? Patrick's, Patrick's Patties. Yeah, Cut to. <laughs> so sorry. Trying to silence the room? You want, just want to get a clean take? Quiet on set. And it's quiet on set? It's on. Clean take? You don't get mad when James talks. First of all, I'm not mad. <laughs> <laughs> Second of all, James doesn't talk over me when I'm trying to introduce scenes. Are you sure? And if he did, I would be exactly like I am right now, which is 
Again, not mad. <laughs> Burns building down. <laughs> yep. Cut to 